Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. We are continuing today looking at the parables of Jesus. A parable is a short narrative which illustrates some aspect of truth. Jesus taught many parables to his disciples, to the believers when he conducted his earthly ministry. The parables of Jesus fulfilled prophecy. They illustrated a point. They taught some spiritual truth. The parable was designed to bring conviction and also the parables were concealed. They were also sometimes concealed truth from the unbelieving. Christ taught God's love in his parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. Today, I want to share with you the parables concerning salvation. It's important to note that recognizing God's love through the previous parables should cause a sinner to come to salvation or a backslider to return to God. One of the greatest parables on salvation Jesus taught was the house built on the rock found in Matthew seven twenty-four through 27. The parable of the house on the rock is found in two gospels, the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Luke. But the one in Matthew reads, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Jesus is actually coming to the end of his Sermon on the Mount when he teaches this parable about the house on the rock. Most of us are familiar with this parable in regards to doing and obeying what Jesus has taught in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is saying that it is not enough to just hear his sayings, but we must put them in practice. The persons who hear and obey the sayings of Jesus and faith in his word is like a wise man who builds his house on a solid foundation. And when the storms of life come and batter against your house of flesh, In spirit, your house will stand because of the foundation it is built on. It'll stand because of the principles that you believe in. It will stand because of the promises you know are to you from God. And it will stand because of faith in the rock himself, Jesus Christ. But everyone who hears and does not obey is like a man who builds his house on the sand. You know, these parables are so self-explanatory. This man or woman will not be able to stand against the adversities of life. Houses built on the sand have no solid base to stand firm. 
The world and its system considers a wise man to be someone who lives by sight and who lives for the present and in pleasure and who lives for self only. Jesus calls this person a fool. The wise man puts his confidence in the rock, Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. This parable of salvation should carry us beyond salvation to its practical outworking in the Christian life. Why put faith in something shaky and unsure that has no foundation when you can put your faith in the rock that is secure? That is secure? Even though not seen, we know in whom we have believed, the scripture says, and we are persuaded that Jesus is able to keep that which we have committed to him against that day. What day? The day you need Jesus Christ the most in your life. Another parable regarding salvation Jesus taught was the parable found in Luke eighteen nine, Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, regarding the Pharisee and the tax collector. This is the only gospel that this parable is found in. It reads, And he, Jesus, spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and they despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Again, this parable is pretty much self-explanatory. This parable is aimed at those who pride themselves on being righteous and who despise all others as inferior. The frequent repetition of the personal pronoun I reveals conceit and one who is self-sufficient as in the, in the Pharisee that I fast, I do this, I do that. His prayers were not so much directed toward God as it was in boasting of his own moral and religious attainments. But on the other hand, the tax collector, who was one who knew his sinful condition and asked God for mercy, he was so humbled in the presence of God that he would not even raise his eyes. This parable shows us that it is the spirit of humiliation and repentance that pleases God, not one of pride and conceit, in our self-righteousness, not in our works. We are all sinners, beloved, saved by God's most wonderful grace, and none of us can boast except, as the Apostle Paul said, in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636.